From WCOZ, Where's Cause Radio, this is The Stray Mile. Welcome to The Stray Mile Podcast, the very first episode, the pilot, episode zero, which is the exact number of listeners I have right now. So I'm talking to myself. My name is Matt. A few words about The Stray Mile. This is part wild goose chase and part writing exercise. The writing you can find on straymile.com. And the wild goose chase, well, I am looking for someone. An English teacher that I had in high school. On the first day of class, you called him Mr. Costello. And then, like everybody who knows him, you just started calling him Coz. C-O-Z. Every now and then when I was back home visiting my family, I would uh, try and drop in and say hi to Coz. But the last time I went home, I found out that he had retired and moved to Asia. So that is the wild goose chase part of the Stray Mile. I'm going to try and track him down. Halfway around the world is a long way to go to uh, say hi to one-year-old teachers from back in the day. But as anybody who had him would know, he was a pretty great guy and a great teacher. And it's definitely worth the trip. One person who knows what I'm talking about is also named Matt, a very good friend of mine. And I'm going to get him on the phone to see what he can remember about our days in Cause's classroom. Hello. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm good, Matt. How are you? Excellent. Thank you very much. I am proud to tell you that you have the very high distinction and honor of being the first guest on the very first episode of the Stray Mile podcast. Woohoo! That means you're going to be the best interview partner and also the worst interview partner at the same time that I've ever had on this podcast. Well, you better find another one quick so that I can become the best and only the best. You better hope they really suck then. <laughs> They're going to have to stoop pretty <laughs> low to, to be worse than you. <laughs> That's true. Okay, I'm ready then. What, what are we talking about? First, I should explain the premise a little bit. As I was telling our listeners, all, all zero of them, at the top of the podcast... Stray Mile is part wild goose chase and part writing exercise. And I know that you will soak up every word that I write on straymile.com, right? Oh, you know it. The wild goose chase. Well, you remember our English teacher, Cause, right? Yes. He is now retired. Mm -hmm. And word on the street is he has moved to Asia with his wife. And I'm going to try and find him. (laughs) Really? That's cool. You you know Kaz. Is it crazy for one of his former students to travel halfway around the world to visit him? Um, no, I you know I I don't think so. <laughs> Perfectly normal. Perfectly normal. And and you know if uh, if you find him, he's probably he'll be surprised. I'm sure, but he probably would um, he would welcome it, and and probably would be less surprised than a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope that's the response I get. I hope he's willing to uh, be a guest on the podcast as well. I'm, I think we can both agree he's going to top you. I, I hope he does. <laughs> does. Does he even know that you're doing this? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Do you, do you know where he's at? I have a rough idea. He's in Asia. It's not that big of a place, right? No, I, I think it's getting smaller by the year, so I think you'll be all right. Yeah, and I have three weeks. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I have complete faith in you. 
Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Cause stands out in my mind as, you know, when, when he was our teacher back in high school, as a real motivator. I mean, I can trace a big part of why I like to write and why I like to tell stories back to him. What what ways, you know, did he motivate you back back in the day or maybe how he continues to motivate you today? You know, he's he's genuinely nice and he cares about all of his students. Um, and I, I just, you know, I, I, I taught a couple years and I, I kind of looked to how he had his relationships with his students. And I tried to emulate that a little bit in my own classroom. You were a teacher at... Uh... A Teach for America, and of course you were in science classroom, right? Yeah, yeah. He was our English teacher, which, you know, it's a little bit of a different thing. But as you said, you know, you could tell he cared about his students and he was really approachable. And so when we were doing some of these projects, you got really a lot of one-on-one time with him to talk about what you were, what you were doing. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, he would schedule, um, you know, he would schedule meetings with the students and, you know, you would sit down in the middle of the class with just with him at his desk and he would talk about, you know, your writing or whatever it is you were, you were doing in the class at that time. One of the big projects that we did was we all called it the author paper and you picked an author, you read three books by that author, and then you did a pretty comprehensive look um, at that author's work. Who was your author? It was Eric Maria Remark. He wrote All Quiet on the Western Front and obviously he wrote others because I read two more of them, but I can't remember what the other ones were. But yeah, that that was massive, massive project. Um, and I remember a lot of those one-on-one conferences with Cause were for that project. Do you remember any of the feedback he gave you? Yeah, yeah. That, that's probably one of my strongest memories was from that class was sitting down with him regarding the author paper because uh, his his big thing for for that project was the hook. You got to hook the reader with some sort of um, intro sentence that really got you into the report and got you into wanting to read the, the report at all. And so his big thing for the whole project was the intro paragraph had to be spectacular. And I remember writing my own intro to this thinking, oh yeah, this is really good. And I just remember sitting down with him and, and he, when we talked about the intro, he basically rewrote the intro for me as an example. And I just remember seeing and reading his example and just thinking, you know, wow, this, this is really great. And I can see that mine is not and that I have a lot of work to do if I want to meet his expectations. And it really pushed me to, to, you know, dig deep and and come up with something, you know, kind of along the lines of what he was looking for and, and what an intro should be. Um, yeah, he, he really he really pushed you to to do the best that you could. And no matter where you were on the spectrum of, of writing and, you know, I thought I was, you know, hot shit, I guess, but no. And it, it really kind of humbled me a little bit and, and um, it taught me a valuable lesson, I think, and it really pushed me to, to do better than, than what I thought I could do. Yeah, I had the same experience. He took my first line, and I don't remember exactly what it was. My story was about conflict in uh, John Updike's stories, pretty interesting writer that I learned about. 
And he, he suggested to me an opening sentence that was, life is a conundrum, a great naughty problem. Naughty as in K-N-O-T. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, that's way yeah, better. Yeah. And so not, you know, he's, he's pushing you to be a better writer, but he's also making it so obvious that it's worth the effort. I still do that today because you get a, a, something you've written to a way you like it and you say, all right, I'm satisfied with that. But then if you go through one more time with the cause glasses on, I guess, oh, this can be improved. Oh, yeah, that's not the greatest. And yeah, it's definitely worth the effort in the end. And I, you know, that was a, a lesson that he really uh, hammered home for, for us and for everybody else in his classes, I think. You, know, you, ju- you could just take care or you could just tell that he really cared about each student. Um, and he was always happy to talk with you and, and, and always excited about what he was talking about. And, he, and you know, he really loved literature and, and, um, and teaching the students. Um, he's just all around a, a great guy. I thought he was pretty good at um, taking some books or some stories that may have been a little drab um, had you not had his energy behind it. And, you know, he really made it fun to, to learn some of those um, to go through some of those lessons. What were some of the favorite books that, uh, that you remember reading in his class? Well, I know we read, uh, um, we read a few plays. I always like reading the plays. Um, and we did waiting for Godot, I think was one of them. Wasn't it? We read that in his class. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That was an interesting one. Um, and, uh, oh, we did Macbeth. Oh, we did Hamlet. We did, you know, some Shakespeare, you know, and and he he lets you do things like, you know, he lets the students be creative with the projects. And, and so he would let you do, you know, maybe act out a scene in class or make a video and, and show it in class um, or, or do some song and dance. There was, I forget what the project was, but we were doing some, we could, we were supposed to sing in front of the class. I don't know what project this was for, but I do recall singing in front of the class and it was a rap song. I sure hope that was not caught on tape, but <laughs> I do. If anybody has it, I, I definitely want that on the podcast. Yeah. I, I, I rem- the one thing I remember after that was his first comment was very good, but don't quit your day job. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, yeah. I can understand that. <laughs> well, and you, you must have been, you know, you were a theater guy uh, back in high school. And so what was that like? I mean, because you're not necessarily doing Shakespeare over in the theater department, but you're still reading it. And you must have had a different take on those plays uh, as an actor um, when we were reading them in class. Yeah, you know, I think maybe that's why I, I like the plays uh, more so than some of the other books that we read in the class. Um, just because, I don't know, in the moment I could kind of... Um, put it to life on stage and in my mind anyway. And, uh, it was just more, more fun to read. I think, um, having that background and, and thinking about what it would look like. And, you know, if I were to act this out or, um, you know, make a scene out of it. You and I went to London a couple of years ago. We, we went by the globe theater. That's right. Shakespeare wasn't there. Unfortunately, we, uh, yeah, we just missed him, I think. I don't know where he went. but it must have been his day off. Yeah. I remember thinking like, okay, you know, Kaz always talked about this. We learned a lot about the Globe Theater and what, you know, theater was like in Shakespeare's time. And there we were, you know, with Kaz's voice in my mind. Yeah. I'm, I don't know about you, but um, 
Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And and then we wrote him a postcard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, well, why did we do that? <laughs> well, cuz he would he would encourage that. Yeah, but there was He a, wanted postcards from there, We wrote him a postcard because when we were in I think when we were sophomores, the band took a trip to Ireland. That's right. <laughs> And he, they were gone for like a week and a half or something, and half the school was gone because half the school was in the band. So we're in our class with nobody in it. You and I weren't band kids. And right. the assignment that he had given to the band kids was, okay, you're, you're in Ireland. You need to send a postcard with a limerick on the back. That's right. And so yeah. as they were gone and we're still, you know, back home in Muckleteo in Washington – we get these postcards and we, he taped them up on the board and we would read them. And then you and I, since we were, we were in Ireland as well. And, uh, we had to make good on that and send him a postcard. Yes. With a limerick on the back. Yes. Yeah. It was a limerick. One book that stands out in my mind that we read, and I know it stands out in yours was the project we did on into the wild by John Krakauer. Oh yeah. That was, that was great. That was great. book. That was cool because as you'll recall, cause knows John Krakauer and they got, had gone back, you know, go back for years. And so he said, you know, he's offered before and I'm going to take him up on it this year. And he had John Krakauer come and give a presentation on Into the Wild. And I remember it was just such a stark contrast to kind of a usual lesson plan or what usually happens. What was the impression that that lesson left on you? I've read a lot of books and I've never until that moment have actually met the author of a book that I've read. It was just this extra dimension to have John Krakauer show up at the in our classroom and talk with us about the book and um and his his perspective on, on the story and uh, he had he gave a slideshow. Uh, we went to the theater and we and up on the huge big screen uh we went clicked through a bunch of, of slides um from his his time, he took a. I think didn't he take a trip also to the bus? I mean, he he had yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he showed he showed pictures of it, and I mean he also showed uh, he he wrote other books as well. Uh, he also had written at that time, uh, Into Thin Air, which was from the nineties, and uh, that was the story about climbing up Mount Everest uh, with a team of climbers, and and there was a tragic. A tragedy that occurred, you know, a massive storm came in and people got stuck and, and a lot of people died. Uh, and, and John Krakauer was there for that trip and, and wrote about it. And so in his slideshow from Into the Wild, he also had slides from that trip as well. And so we kind of talked about that. And I hadn't read Into, the, Into Thin Air by then, uh, but I did read it afterwards. And yeah, it's just so cool to, to meet the author of, of uh, such a such a big story um, is into the wild or into thin air and, and to talk with them face to face. It just, it just brought the story to life even more. And, you know, for me, I kind of feel like that was, that was kind of the start of my reading career, I, I guess is one way to put it. Um, you know, I didn't read a lot of, or, or many books for pleasure prior to that point. And um, since then, I, I've definitely kind of taken it up, and I would attribute some of that to 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 cause, and also to having John Krakauer show up at the school and talk about the story, and and so you know now I read a, I read tons of nonfiction. It's it's my favorite subject. Yeah, I'm the same way. 
I mean, I mm-hmm. I remember I remember liking you know the story itself is awesome, and of course you know a lot right. of people have seen the movie that was eventually made. The movie wasn't out uh, back then, but you know when we read it, we were eighteen, and you know we we're seeing this guy Chris McCandless, Alexander Supertramp, and we're thinking like, wow, that's pretty amazing. Wouldn't it be cool to go to Alaska and go to the bus and all this stuff? And you know we our imaginations were running wild, but at the same time for me anyway. I really liked the fact, like all the work that went into the book and all the research that John Krakauer had done and all the interviews he had done and things like that. And that, that, that definitely stuck with me and, and, you know, gave me new respect for, for writers like that who can put that kind of work into a project. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Credit to Cause for, you know, kind of putting together that, that perfect storm of a really interesting story with an inspiring character written by a great author who can tell a great story. And here we are 15 years later talking about it. Have, have, you, read, have you read Into the Wild again since then? Uh, I don't think I have. That's a good suggestion, actually. Maybe I'll do that while I'm traveling. Have you? Yeah, a couple times. Every once in a while, I just, I'm like, hey, you know, I want to re- reread the story. And, and just, it's just a great story. And, you know, I, I remember after we had read it, um, you, me, and, and a couple others had this grandiose idea that over spring break, we were going to go to Alaska and find the bus. And that obviously never happened, but maybe someday, I don't know. But um, Yeah, well, and yeah. we did take a pretty epic sailing trip. Um, we did, yes. Instead, <laughs> we didn't quite make it to Alaska. No, no. <laughs> No, we only went a, a few kilometers to to an island, but that's okay. Yeah, well, it was still fun, and it was still very much motivated by kind of that spirit of adventure that Kaz had in his classroom. I feel like every single day, he would always he would tell us stories about his when he traveled around. I mean, he's there with his wife now, and back when they were you know younger, maybe first married or something. They took a trip to Asia then, and he would talk about that. And he's been to Alaska several times and just has all these really cool stories of adventure. And just, you know, he's a guy who who just kind of went for it and goes after these these cool experiences. And the fact that I'm even uh, stepping on the plane, I think uh, I can chalk up a lot to him. What spurred all this on in the first place? I mean, how... How did you how did you know that he's in Asia and Oh, so I went uh-huh. back to Kamiak. That's our high school. My parents live a couple miles away, so when I'm there, say hi to a, an old teacher or something like that. And I was talking to Mr. Lawarn, mm. who was my cross-country coach and a history teacher, another guy who's a pretty motivating guy especially when it comes to my running. But anyway, I was talking to him and I said, "Oh, where's where's Kazo? Go say hi to him." Um, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, he retired." I think a year ago at the time, and he and his wife are having another adventure in Asia. And I was like, okay, I actually decided kind of in my head, I decided right then and there, I was like, all right, I'm going to go visit him. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Matt, thank you very much for joining me on the pilot episode of the Stray Mile podcast. Well, thank you for inviting me. It was my pleasure. I am leaving in a couple days, and when I find cause, we will be sure to send you a postcard with a limerick on the back. Yes, and it needs to be one that you both write together. Absolutely. Okay. All right, take care, Matt. All right, you too. Good luck.
That's all for the pilot episode of the Stray Mile podcast. For more, you can visit straymile.com or go find Stray Mile on Facebook or Instagram. I'll be posting articles and pictures from Asia while I'm out finding cause. Thanks very much to Matt for joining me, and I would love to hear from other people who had cause as a teacher, or really anyone who had an inspiring teacher for that matter. You can get in touch at straymile at gmail.com. The next episode of the podcast will be from the first stop on the Finding Cause tour, Beijing. Talk to you soon. Thank you.